Hello, everyone, and thank you for the download. It's Friday, May 20th, and this is episode 48 of the Marty Called Podcast. I'm Tim Grassi, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sultan Saki. What's up, Josh? Hello, Epcotians. <laughs> and Skipper Ben is here for this activation of the Marty Called Podcast. How's it going, Ben? That was about, like, the most unenthusiastic you've ever been introducing this show, by the way. Everybody go back and listen to that. You, you sound like you were just thrilled to be here. I'm tired. What happened to the Yankees win? Usually when Tim has got the gun in his mouth, it's because nope, Red, his beloved Sox died. Red Sox just gave up another home run, that's why. The Red Sox have been uh, mathematically eliminated since May 20th. Uh, and uh, because it has been two months since we recorded a show... I don't uh, know what also- those words mean, so I'm going to interpret them as disrespect. Baseball. Uh, it has been a while since we've recorded a show, and because of that, we also have with us the Duke of Hoagies, Gary. Are you still alive? I am still alive. What's going on? <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> that was trial number seven on that intro. Uh, once was my Gary, fault, Gary, once was Gary's fault. Gary's new here. We like to keep our jobs, uh, yes. so we go on a little safer route than uh, Kingdom Cats. But that's that's it's uh, you'll get it caught up a- soon, Gary. You'll be fine. For the record, I thought it was fine. <laughs> it was a family. My original show was a Family Guy reference. I think you should put it at the end of the show for posterity. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I things. feel like it's, if you play a recording of someone else, that can't be your fault. <laughs> I mean, I it, mean it, it is science. I get it. Yeah, that makes sense. But <laughs> either way. So we have a ton of news items to get through, uh, but we are going to start with a trip report because that is generally uh, the least liked uh, aspect of what we do on the show, uh, at least when I'm doing it. But thankfully, it's not me doing the trip report. It's Ben. Uh, ben, last month, the month before, at some uh, some point in the last two months. Might have been six Universal. months ago at this point. <laughs> Why don't you tell uh, us about that trip? Yeah, so it started when uh, we lost our keys in the King Kong parking lot. Um, Talk? No. No, 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 I got it. <laughs> that was kind of mid trip more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's so it's even worse when you start your trip that way, right? Uh, I know. No, we went out for uh, for a few days for a quick trip. Uh, we we had a uh, a cruise that we uh, canceled because of COVID and all that fun stuff back when you know, like that was a thing. I guess it still is. Yeah, it's maybe. gone now. Know, actually. Something. It's, yeah, uh, but we had a trip planned and flights, all this stuff booked, and and uh, didn't end up going on the cruise. So we're like, you know what? Let's go ride Velocicoaster. So that's what we did. We went out for uh, three days in the park, uh, stayed just right off property, uh, but went with the full intention of going right over to uh, to Islands of Adventure and trying out the new roller coaster. And I'll just say. Uh, it was a very smart decision. That coaster is freaking badass. Sometimes uh, you get to run on it. <laughs> we got on it four times, two times during the day, two times at night. And it is a very yeah, good coaster. It's amazing. It, it's, 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 it's so good it, that I bought a Platinum Annual Pass. Just uh, I thought that I would ride it all year round. <laughs> and since it opened, I haven't been back. But so I'm really getting my six hundred dollars worth out of that. <laughs> getting, your, getting your use out of it, yeah. But uh, you know, maybe if you ride it just once, it's that's such money worth right there. I don't know. Oh wow! Oh, oh. I it's, feel like a little insider secret. If you go and a new ride opens, they want to test the handicap people first, <laughs> so they'll put you to the front of the line wherever you want to sit because they want to train the employees how to load cripples. Can I say so that? The, the action item here is chop your legs off. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got to ride a few times to train the employees and got to go through a side entrance. And I did go through the original queue and everything, but yeah, it's definitely, uh, uh, I've sat in the front, the back 
and and they're both good. I mean, I was, the front's the best, in my opinion, but it's a solid coaster. That, yeah, that it, aileron it, roll is pretty spoopy looking from what I've seen. Yeah. Well, the I thing like I that. think that, that took us all by surprise the most uh, is because, is, you know, even on launch coasters, there's always that part that the, the breaking about halfway through slows everything down, gets you, you get your senses back, and then you go into the second part of the ride. There's none of that on this attraction. Uh, you hit halfway through and you hit another launch that's faster than the first launch. And yeah, I don't recall any trim break. No trim break. When, when you roll out and you go through that first launch, it's nonstop pedal to the metal the entire time. Uh, and, the word I've know, heard is relentless. Is that, it, that's yeah. like, that's yeah. a fantastic way to put it. Uh, yeah. Everything about it is amazing. Uh, I, and it goes back even to the stuff that we've talked about on here that, you know... <laughs> Disney's start, you know, we'll get into it in a little bit with what the with the new attraction they opened there. But from Q, the theme, everything about this thing, Universal has done it the right way yet again. It's the Q, I think, is fantastic. Had a total blast going through it. Uh, the, from the statue that we've all seen, uh, you know, at the first part of the Q to the uh, animatronic uh, Velociraptors halfway through the heads. You know, there's not a whole lot of movement there or anything like that, but it, you're so close to it that it, it does give a very realistic feel to it. And then even when you go up into the upper area before you get into the load station, there's these huge video screens that are telling the whole story of why we're there. And, and you've got uh, Chris Pratt saying how you know terrible of an idea this is and this and that. It's entertaining. It's fun. How uh, is his acting? It's better than what it looks like on uh, Gar- uh, Guardians. Okay. <laughs> so I recall windows to the into the launch area and then they have some kind of like projection thing on the windows that makes it look like Raptors running after the coaster when it goes yep. by. Yeah, uh, one thing. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like every room has something going on. You're not bored in that queue, and and we were in it for the the first time we did it. It was a solid hour, uh, hour and fifteen minutes to go through it. So that we did the whole extended queue outside, which does suck, uh, especially during the day. <laughs> There's not a lot of shade there. You're you're baking in the heat, but once you finally get inside that area that with the uh, the the initial entrance area. Every room from there on out has something that keeps you, you know, engaged with the story uh, until you get on the attraction. A very weird part for me is the load area is so sterile and like it's so enclosed. It almost feels like you're in an office building getting on a roller coaster because it has like like a big staircase that goes down and everything. And it's just it's so enclosed for a roller coaster that it's just I don't know. It felt like you were getting launched out of a. (laughs) <laughs> an office building or something. It was, it yeah, was it, weird. It does have a different feel when you get into that area for sure. Uh, and it's another one of these attractions that I feel like has a, you want to do it during the day because you get a lot of the scenery and effects around it. But at night it's another beast itself. So it's one that we, we did it twice during the day first. And like on our final day, final night, it got down to the kind of the nitty gritty. Uh, and we just kind of pick, uh, we actually got really lucky. Uh, we, we got on it one time, but the night before, as we were walking back to our hotel, uh, on our second day there, there was a private party at Islands. Uh, so we that park closed at like 5 o'clock, and we went over to the studio's parks for the rest of the night. But as we're walking back, my dad and I run into two guys that were at that private party. They were all given passes to ride Velocicoaster, and they were very generic-looking passes. They weren't, they weren't lined up for... Uh, uh, that party or anything, it was just very one of the one of the kind of gold VIP pass deals that they'll they'll give out for guest service uh, recovery deals. Mm-hmm. And the guys were leaving. They're like, hey, we, we're not going to use these. We're, and we, we leave tomorrow. You guys want them? And we're like, hell yeah, we want them. So <laughs> uh, awesome. we had those in our back pocket to get a second ride in uh, that night. And it's actually kind of funny. Our family 
we're all coaster goers. Everybody except my my middle daughter. She's not a real big into the extreme thrill rides. Uh, but after the first go around, wait a minute. Your your middle daughter. You have two kids. I have two kids. My my. That's a good I'm point. Sorry. What is? Yeah. Explain yourself. Shut up. Oh, hold up. Did you just make a? Did we yeah. just have an important like moment a on the bill. show? I need Don't you to edit. Don't the door on Father's Day, Ben. Nine nine <laughs> minutes and twenty five seconds. And I need you to Hang edit on. that part I got, out. I got, I'm patching Mori Povich in right now. <laughs> my oldest daughter. Apologies. There you go. Eldest. Uh, she was done. It's not that hard. Uh, my mom was done. My aunts were done. It How got your down <laughs> yeah, she was done. Um, <laughs> uh, it got down to where it was just myself, my dad, and my my youngest daughter. Uh, we had, half of our group rode at one time, and they were like, "That we're that's enough. We're good. It was awesome, but we can't ride that again." Mm-hmm. It, it it totally put them on the shelf for the rest of the time. So it's a badass ride, man. I I can't say enough good things about it. It's it's. I still love Spider Man. I still mm-hmm. love Forbidden Journey, but. It, this is the closest thing. If if it hasn't nudged just ahead of Spider Man, it's right on its ass as far as my favorite ride. Uh, well, Fast and the Furious Supercharged. So it's there's probably super, yeah. super there some heavy hitters in that park. When oh you just God. go through the attraction lineup of that park, I mean, it is pretty damn solid. And we've talked about that before with that that corner, that Forbidden Journey, Hagrid's, and now Velocicoaster. Right. There's not a better section anywhere. Uh, and I mean. It's not like Kong and River Adventure and uh, Popeye no. and Bluto suck either. Like those no. are pr- pretty awesome rides too. So it's a uh, it's a pretty heavy handed park. Now we talked about it uh, when I believe this uh, when the attraction first opened, but I actually I really like the story of the attraction as well. That it's it's self referential yeah. and the ridiculousness of it. How well is that showcased in the queue and on the ride itself? That sort it's, of thing. It's not until you get into that one room right before load with the big video screen. It's not really referenced at all up into that point to where Chris Pratt finally gets on the screen and is like, this is a terrible idea. Uh, <laughs> and, and then him and uh, what's his name? Ron Howard's daughter. Uh, they start bickering back and forth about this is a corporate decision. And, you know, they, Ron this Howard's is, middle daughter. Yeah. Middle daughter. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, about the, this decision is above my pay grade, this and that. That's really the only room uh, where it comes off that, that, that self-deprecating uh, kind of self-aware humor comes off. The rest of it is very, you know, we've seen Mr. DNA and talking about the science behind it and the safety spills and all that. That sounds like a porn name. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's all great, but it's that none of that plays into the whole deal until Chris Pratt comes on and specifically calls out like, "Who put a roller coaster through the Raptor pit? This is this is stupid. This is dumb. <laughs> You're putting everybody in danger." Uh, but it's really only about a five six minute video that 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 part really comes into play. Okay. Now, the ride itself, uh, Ben, you've probably – oh, actually, I don't know, Gary, you might have done all of the other coasters like SeaWorld and whatnot. No, I've never been to SeaWorld, actually. You haven't? Okay. So you're telling me, hold on, that's the same dude in Jurassic Park that's in the Cosmic Rewind? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Welcome I've to never seen, I've never seen either movie, so I don't know. <laughs> you've seen Guardians, haven't you? Oh, the first one I saw, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Vin Diesel in both of them. The trash uh, panda really ties, ties it all together. I saw a guy at the Sox game yesterday wearing a Trash Pandas t-shirt. It was, that was you. It's a, it's a minor league uh, baseball team. So beyond, uh, well, SeaWorld, Universal, Disney, Ben, because you've, you've hit, I believe, all the coasters at all the parks. Uh, how does this rank just as a coaster? Forget theming or anything like that. How does it 
rank from a thrill standpoint, coaster quality well, standpoint, all of that. I, I have not done SeaWorld coasters because I don't believe in animal abuse. Um, Fair so enough. I don't go to those parks. You could have gone um, before they, anybody <laughs> cared about that, though. How does your middle daughter feel about SeaWorld? Is she, is it- uh, she got ate by a... Uh, uh, <laughs> Telecom. Oh, whale, telecom. Yeah. Yeah, telecom got her. <laughs> uh, Blackfish too. So how old is your eldest daughter? Back in the, back in the <laughs> yeah, right. first take. <laughs> uh, it's it's my favorite coaster out of is Disney and Universal, and this is counting both coasts. Better Barnstormer. It's slightly. I, mean, I don't know. I, not to dismiss it, that's not saying a lot if you're just in the Disney Universal camp. Like, well, don't get well, me wrong, there's I, a lot of coasters, but I was just about to, you know, that the, the, we have. I guess it's Superman up in New England. It's the same down yeah. here. It's called the Titan at Six Flags Over Texas. Uh, yeah. Mega coaster. Uh, we also have the new steel Texas Giant. I would say new. It's five six years old now, but they they converted that to all steel, uh, which makes it insanely fast with high bank turns and and that's. But does it still Those identify the, as a wooden roller coaster? Is it, no, I think they call them hybrids now. They're doing that to all of their wooden coasters uh, and, and converting them to that steel railing, but still wood framing yeah. Uh, yeah. system. Uh, but it's a it's it's another one of those that it feels like you're gliding on ice uh, and just going insanely fast. That's the other thing with the Velocicoaster. It's insanely smooth, insanely smooth. Um, That's which what I need. Plays I into the steam. Be, like I don't want to just be like violently murdered. Yeah. yeah. Well, there is a lot of, I would say, airtime. I mean, yep. Oh, uh, you come out of the Big seat time. quite a bit. It, pull, and it pulls you over. I think there's like a negative draw. I don't know what you call it, but it like sucks back in. Like it's more than 90 degrees straight you down. You suck back in. <laughs> <laughs> this coaster's on those pars of those, you know, the Cedar Point parks, the, the Six Flags parks, where the, as far as like the, th- the, the, their where mega the thrill the coaster, coasters. The theme. Yeah. yeah, this is this is the first one I feel in any of the parks where they're like, we're going to build a just a badass roller coaster. And luckily, we have a really cool IP that we can put a storyline around it. But first and foremost, we're about to knock your socks off with a coaster itself. Right, right. Tim, your thoughts on exposed beam? <laughs> so you know that I'm not a fan of it. I know you're trying to bait me here. But uh, in, in this case, so I, I don't like it in a park like this. However... I, th- I like this better than Dragon Challenge, and I like this better than the Hulk, basically because the story of being in Jurassic World is that, all right, they in a, in a park like Jurassic World, yep. they don't care about it as much. It's a, it's Chester and Hester's if they actually gave a shit. It's, right. much, it, it's like the same idea, but it's way better. It's a little bit meta in that sense, but it kind <laughs> well, of... It's it's people mock Disney as well. Like if you theme it to be cheap, then it's okay to have exposed steel. And I think of all of these between Chester and Hester's, between California Screaming, this very well may be the best execution yeah. of that across the board. Plus, the coaster is the best of all of those coasters. Not to knock California Screaming, which is a pretty solid coaster. Uh, it sounds like this is substantially better than even it's that. Better than yeah. California Screaming. Oh, yeah. Well, and like it's like you Go said ahead. that it, it plays in the story because this is Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. That is a it's a theme park yeah. in the movie, in the story, and like uh, throughout the, really throughout the story the, though on the coaster. Well, the 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 story is that you're at a theme park. You're at a theme park. Yeah, the story is that park. you're at a roller coaster. They fucking nailed the thing. <laughs> and, 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 and they're very clear in the in the cue videos of being like we're we built a roller coaster. In the Raptor paddock, like they call it a roller coaster type ride. 
if yeah, they, they really c- had yeah. the biggest balls in the world, they'd have had Gary Sinise do that video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like it, when you watch the movies, they have attractions in the movies. And this is this the story of this is they're just building their latest attraction at, at Jurassic right. World. And it's a coaster, which, you know, I think it's allows genius. for all that exposed uh, the beams and everything that, you know, it's supposed to look like a roller coaster through the Raptor paddock. Now, I will say that, to me, that is the one negative uh, on the ride is in the first half is when you're in the actual paddock itself or supposed to be. And I know during construction, they made a big deal about the the large Raptor statues that were being installed and all the bio reconstruct photos and stuff and everything looking in there where these Raptors you go by these things so fast that you hardly can tell that they're there. So the actual yeah. part where where you're in the Raptor paddock, you don't really see the Raptors. You don't get that effect of the Raptors being right over your car because you just blitz by these things mm-hmm. and you maybe see a a small glance at them at best. But let's be honest, if the Raptor had the power of a 747, it'd be way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that on the plus side, this effect is going to be as good in six months as it was on opening day. Disco yeah, blue. Do they put lights on the Raptor statues at night? I never read it at night. They do, but it's, it's still so hard. It, because you you see the Raptors like around really tight turns. So there's no like lead up like the Raptors coming. Like like you've got time yeah, to come. Bar- by. You barely even tell. Yeah, you, you swing around these turns and then there he is on your left hand side. And but see, to me, that's it's gone the- before you register. That's good ride making. Like Universal is willing to invest significant money in a practical effect that people are going to barely see. Like that's the opposite of value engineering. They obviously weren't trying to cut a corner there. Like that's that's the crap that drives us nuts over, you know, 12 miles east. Now, is the storyline that something goes wrong and that's why the Raptors are chasing you or is this just a roller coaster? I don't even think that's there, Something right? you're referring to as a paddock, which you're, sounds like you're, a fish. Yeah, you're warned <laughs> that something could go wrong, but actually nothing actually does go wrong. Uh, like, like it's uh, – This is yeah, fine. It's more yeah. than this is just a horrible idea. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah, is, yeah. there is yeah. no actual. Oh crap! The Raptors are loose. Now we got to go. It's no. This is. It actually executes the plan perfectly, like they they want it to. It's a coaster that goes through the Raptor paddock, and you get back safely. You think the best parts? The uh, <laughs> nothing the part goes wrong at all. <laughs> we stay upside down for a straightaway. Or? That's the bad. That's a, that's the best part. That yeah, thing's sick when they they, they, they flip you upside down. Shot. Right yep. over where you walk into that through like almost the entire length to get you going. The, the barrel roll is the thing that people talk about the most. It's an aileron roll. Aileron roll, yeah. Yeah, but the the best part is the is probably forty seconds ahead of that when they flip you upside down and you're you're just riding that thing hanging. Uh, that's awesome. the, those lap bar. That's the best part is it's lap bars. What like thing that's, are that's, you riding for forty seconds? I mean, that's that's <laughs> twice my normal yeah. riding time. That's uh, true. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually how my middle daughter came to me. <laughs> middle daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, uh, I can't say enough good things about it. Like it's it's an absolute must do. Uh, anybody that's planning a trip going this summer, whatever you're planning on doing, uh, I mean, it was the reason we went. There was there was that's why we wanted to go. And it just was just to it spend compl- ten seconds totally off. Sorry, I w- on what Tim said. Yeah, there's exposed steel, but that is a world class roller coaster. Like it's yep. a big difference th- between that and building Slinky Dog and having exposed steel. You know what I mean? Like there's a big mm-hmm. payoff for giving up that little bit of aesthetic. So to me, that's the that's the bigger difference. If it makes them feel any better, right across the uh, lagoon, there is another coaster with exposed steel. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you have ta- you have uh, Doctor Doom's Freefall with exposed steel yeah. on a coaster. Yep, but it's I've a complained steel about tower. all of that. 
I mean, Gary and I rode Hulk like two days after it reopened when they quote unquote retracted to make it smooth. (laughs) And both of us almost died. Like I'm pretty sure my eardrum got burst on that ride. I mean, that's a tear. That is the worst B&M coaster I've ever ridden. We did it one time and we were done over three days. Never wanted to go ride it again. It was like one of those, we have to to go do it, but we were done. But don't know what they were going for there. Yeah, Velocicoaster's not <laughs> yeah. like that at all. That's the best part about it. this thing. Will it whips your ass in a different way, but it's it's a way that you want to get back on ride it again. Yeah, you're like in a recliner while the whole thing's going on. Is that a, yeah. is that an Intamin? We have yeah, no way of knowing. Will on there and find out. <laughs> Good research. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. I think it might be. We'll just assume that it is. We know it's not SNS Power, right? So yeah, they're done. <laughs> they're they're and, the uh, ones that like bought uh, Arrow at a garage sale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Velocicoaster is Intamin. Oh, that's what they make good uh, muffins too. <laughs> you guys have this. They got they got an end cap at the end of the aisle. They do. <laughs> they get them like coffee donuts with like the little bead things on top. You know what I'm talking about? Ben, as part of your trip, did you get any good pastries? Any good pastries? Yeah, uh, we actually did. We had a lot of beignets at the. Uh, Does Intamin's uh, make beignets? Beignet balls. Mardi Gras. <laughs> they probably do. <laughs> That was the other. That was really the only other thing that we have never done before. We had never been there for Mardi Gras, uh, and the parade is legit. It's awesome. The the we we actually watched it three times. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Did you take your shirt off? No, uh, my oldest daughter. No, I'm kidding. No, middle <laughs> daughter. Do you have any did. crepes? Uh, I think Spencer threw beads at me <laughs> at one of those. <laughs> That's about right. I will say we had we did have bags and bags of beads uh, each night after we were done. It, it, they they do not go light on throwing the beads out. That is for sure. So yeah. what what do you do with them? What is the long term investment strategy on them? We <laughs> we had a blast because we gave them out. Like people, uh, if you watched the parade, you saw it. But there was a lot I of people that something else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, we found kids. We found stuff afterwards that we would give the beads out for the, like the next four hours. It was actually a lot of fun. Uh, I went to, we went to Diagon Alley and some of the. Uh, team members there. I uh, was going to get, get a beer, and they're like, "Man, we're, we we never get over there to get the beads." I gave them all, you know, handfuls of beads. They had a blast. So, so what beer are you um, getting? You go over there, Dragon Scale or Wizard Brew or what? I do the uh, the half and half. I do the uh, cider with the uh, with the Wizard's Brew. All and right, evidently, they 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 told me they. I've always gotten that there. I've always done. It's Bodding. Is it? Yeah. Is it Boddington's that they have there? I can't remember. They, they, I've always gotten it. This time I went there and they're like, you can only get that at the Hogshead. They, they won't mix the beers here. Uh, so I gave them a few beads and they mixed my beer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's, that's what I do. It's, uh, it's the equivalent of the, uh, the snake bite that I always get over at Rosen Crown. That's my, uh, that's my go-to Epcot beer. Yeah. Very good. Uh, anything else in your trip report, Ben? No, everything else was good. Everything was open. Everything uh, ran smooth. We did the express pass. It was an insanely busy week. Uh, and we splurged and got the express pass and it was worth every penny. I don't think we waited more than 10 minutes for anything the entire time. Now, if you got in the park and you happen to have my annual pass, but I didn't like, you know, uh, I don't know, like go into the park, would you still be able to use the express pass or would it know that I haven't entered the park? I think it would know you haven't entered the park. No, I was going to say, cause like. I give it to you for ten bucks. <laughs> it's a lot, a lot, che- lot cheaper than what I paid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. You can have it the rest of the season. <laughs> I got uh, I got tipped off uh, by by a buddy that the uh, the parks, uh, especially off the hotel bookings, was insanely heavy that week. 
uh, spring break wise. And so we, uh, we figured it was the best route to go and it, it definitely was worth it because everything else, the, 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 the standby line was, you know, easily an hour plus for everything, literally everything. Uh, and with ours, we walked on everything. It was, it was fantastic. So, so you come down, you only want the universal for this trip. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we have a 10 day trip to, uh, to Disney in July. Uh, it's our big family summer trip that we do. Uh, you know, we come down every summer, but we do a big family trip every three years. Uh, and, and so we already had that on the books. Uh, and during those 10 days this upcoming July, we were not going over to Universal because my sisters and parents only go once every three years and they're, they love Disney more than anything. And so we just have to spend so much time in there to get them, especially caught up on so many things they haven't done. And this, this trip more than, you know, more than usual, there's a, there's a ton of shit that they haven't done that we got to get them on. So we knew we weren't going to get to Universal in July. So just things planned out, especially with the canceling of the cruise. We had uh, we had some airfare to burn, and uh, decided to get out there and do it that way. And I, actually, I love that. I, I I think Universal now has so much to do that I love our little three, four day, five day trips to Universal only, and devoting all that time to those two parks, and and not feeling like we have to rush around. Because we, whenever we do a Disney trip, and then we're gonna fit in Universal, it's always like get in one or two days at Universal, squeeze in. You gotta feel like you're rushing around like crazy. Uh, with this, we could take our time. We got in a day, er, you know, half a day early, so we had dinner at uh, City Walk, and and you know, on the day we were leaving, had you know lunch at City Walk before we headed out. It was it was just nice having all that time devoted to that area. Now, Gary, is your microphone in a tin can or a cardboard box right now rattling around? I can't really tell. Oh, it's, uh, I think the dryer or washer is on a spin cycle right now. <laughs> you have the microphone in the washing machine. Yeah. Gary's recording from inside of a cement mixer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I was thinking about buying one of those, uh, what's the name of that brand that you use, uh, Josh? Heil. For the mics. Heil, yeah. But then we don't say record it anymore. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> uh, but then we don't record anymore, so I spent the money on ammo instead. <laughs> Makes sense. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, on, in honor of that, you should probably shoot one off before we stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> I might. Safely, of course. <laughs> Speaking of uh, lawless Death hellscapes, the, the state of Florida, more specifically its governor, uh, has decided to end the Reedy Creek Improvement District. There have been enough other conversations about this that speak about it probably far more intellectually than we will. But uh, I think it deserves acknowledgement here. I think we all may have opinions on it. Uh, I am personally in the camp that anything that happens between now and Florida's governor election should be classified as political theater. And if dissolution is pursued beyond that, then I'll buy it. But right now I'm thinking that not much is going to come of this. And any talk right now is just that. Uh, Your thoughts to the masses. It's a bull strategy, Cotton. See if it pays off for him. Yeah, I'm torn between saying something and not saying anything. And I've found that historically, <laughs> my life is better when I don't say anything. Yeah. So obviously, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> you, don't, you don't want that. You don't want that Miller's Ale House picture going to get out and going around. Uh, so uh, is that extortion? That's actually illegal. <laughs> um, anyway, I'll say something that I that I think some of the listeners who know me and at least think they understand my political beliefs would probably be surprised to hear. Uh, and this is just. 
I'm referencing this issue, but it's not limited to that. And that Two is that is in my butthole. Well, that also <laughs> is true, but I told you. I don't that know why confidence. that's political. I mean, I just I don't. I mean, <laughs> well, I, I, Josh, I get it. You're, your body, your choice, but you're. I mean. <laughs> well, unless it's vaccine, am I right? Anyway, yeah. what I what I was going to say is I don't think that I don't think that political issues should be used to threaten and punish those who don't agree with the people that have power, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on. That's not the way the system is supposed to work. So, yeah, um, it, it's. If if nothing else, I think any reasonable person would say that the optics here are not good. Right. Neat. That, that kind of goes into exactly what I said. I'm not really buying any of this as yep. I a, didn't a disagree functional, with a functional change that's going to ha- actually happen. This will be out of the news after the next election. Very likely. Very likely. Uh, so let's move on to more fun <laughs> things and kind of the type of show that we do here, which is – Religion. Analyzing, yes, religion. <laughs> religion. Did I tell you guys about Alien Jesus? <laughs> I will. Gary, you have the floor. <laughs> well, dude, Congress just uh, had the first congressional hearing in 50 years that confirmed that UFOs are real. So everybody thought me and Josh are the crackpots, and we were actually on to something. See? And they released new videos. So UFOs are real, and they can't rule out the fact that it's not extraterrestrial uh, uh, life, and if you want to get into the religion side of it, if you've ever looked at the resurrection, right, any paintings or go to any church where they have the resurrection on the glass windows, I apologize. and tell me that that is not an alien abduction scene. You got a beam light <laughs> coming from the sky, you got a guy going getting sucked up into it, you know, Jesus well, had special powers. <laughs> yeah. Jesus had them, them special healing powers. Virgin Mary gets knocked up on a, out of nowhere, which is, you know, part of the alien breeding program. I, mean, I do love it when he quotes scripture. <laughs> yeah. We should bring back Genesis. Bring back alien encounter, excess tech beams <laughs> Jesus into the middle of the room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not really that far off when you're talking uh, Cosmic Rewind as we get there. But yeah, uh, <laughs> well, space Jesus really. You look it up. You got to do your own research. Um, <laughs> why, don't, why, don't, why don't we just run away from whatever that was from Gary uh, and and move over to Epcot, where we n- now, now you got me thinking. <laughs> where we not whoa, only whoa, whoa, uh, hold on, <laughs> yes. All right, would anyone argue? Let's let's just take the group of people that totally. Be- all right. Some people believe in Jesus. Some people don't. And yep. that means that applies both to the human and the spiritual component of it. But of all the people that believe that Jesus is the son of God, don't all of them kind of believe that he's in space? I mean, I actually think yeah. that Gary's theory is not that far off. I mean, he's, he's not like child. in Ohio. He's a star, he's a star child. And, I miss uh, Space Jesus in our show notes. Yeah, <laughs> Obviously, yeah. we got a show title now. Show yeah. title. Space, space Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I'm getting a Space Jesus tattoo, man. I'll show it to you. That I'm is probably in. the best search engine optimization that I've ever heard of <laughs> since I've been a part of this program. We're, we're going to be big in Brazil again. Oh, we did a show about the Velocicoaster. Oh, really? What'd you call it? Uh, it's Space, space Jesus. Space Jesus. We're the inside. We're the followers. We're the inside the magic of podcasts. <laughs> Ricky's people are writing up documents right now. <laughs> I'm looking. We had uh, on Monday, we were, uh, we're number, that's pretty lousy, number 212 in Brazil for uh, Apple Podcasts. I love, I love you those know, updates. If we were speaking Portuguese, I think our numbers would be better. <laughs> that might help. What, what, Gary? Bonjour. Uh, you brought up. Uh, <laughs> Not Portuguese. Excuse me. Excuse me. 
Oh, Scusi. You brought up uh, Inside the Magic. Weren't they like in court recently? Yeah. Yes, they were. Thank you for bringing that up, Gary. Segway, uh, uh, Gary. <laughs> yeah. On the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, Inside the Magic got a shout out. And I think that means that there is a greater than 0% chance that our show condemning Inside the Magic also gets mentioned in that trial, uh, which I think is probably the the few thing that all of us can agree on. These people have too much time, time on their hands, and it's a entirely different I want to be called trial. to testify in that just so I can plug my Redbubble story. I think she really <laughs> dropped a douche in his bed. Did we really the, condemn Inside the Magic? And this Was is related. <laughs> Imagine the stenographer in the Johnny Depp trial busting my balls because there's two doors in Utilidors. <laughs> Wait, how did you spell Utilidors? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so so why was it in there? Why why did they refer? They, they, they were referencing, referencing the it next- because so the <laughs> just going down the actual <laughs> why uh, they had an article that said Pirates Six is in development, and the commentary in the courtroom was basically it has not been made, so therefore yes, it is technically in development, and they were mm. citing an Inside the Magic article that said. It is in development. John Depp's like, what is this, some fan site or something? <laughs> it was basically like some, I think they said it was a rogue fan site. Yeah. Wait, is, so in development just means that you haven't done it? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. My, my it, college cheerleader org, orgy is in development right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say ever since we did that show, though, I you know, I clicked on enough stories to grab those headlines to, to gather the content we were doing that the algorithms in my social media media platforms have definitely picked up on thinking that I love inside the magic now. <laughs> and I'm, f- uh, and I find myself angry because every once in a while, one of those headlines will get me. Yep. And it, there was one a couple days ago about s- somebody at Marvel being upset with some actor. And I also have a lot of, you know, entertainment websites that I like to go to and read a lot of stuff. That's actual news about movies and film and all that stuff. And this one was enough to get me to click on it. I'm reading page after page after page, and it never gets to the point of who was mad at who and what for what for. And that's when it finally hit me. I was like, God damn it. I clicked on inside the magic. Didn't I, <laughs> and I back up and I see it's inside the magic. Oh, you stupid fucking idiot. <laughs> It's like it's it goes back to what we talked about. Just like they they put the headline out there and then never never even reference the headline within the body of their stories to uh you know that they that pull you in to begin with. So, God, I hate that site. We've concluded that no more than three sentences in any given article is actually written, and everything else is done by computers. That's right? So Have you ever bad. Thought about having Ricketts on and seeing what he thinks about what's become of his I, site. I think he has an NDA it. again. I, I, <laughs> I don't. Uh, based on the money he got, he probably can't talk any shit about it. So just well, you can come on with the uh, with the robo voice that we used. For <laughs> there we go. That's a good idea. <laughs> well, this is uh, anonymous person Ricky. B- no, that's too obvious. R. Briganti. <laughs> Ricketts. Yes, Ricketts. <laughs> so, so Epcot uh, is it is it officially fixed, Gary? Uh, no. Well. Yeah. <laughs> why, don't, why don't we give a rundown and then we can get into it. Also, well, capacity. So, that's are we, are, we, are we talking about the? We're talking about we a few things. About? So uh, they let's dropped, start with Guardians they, Club they, Cool. <laughs> yes, they dropped Club Cool. New flavors, uh, not true. So Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind has uh, started previews. The attraction officially opens in a week, and 
one of the reasons we have Gary on the show beyond our just uh, fondness for him is that he has experienced it firsthand. Uh, I think the rest of us uh, on the show have all watched YouTube videos of it, which as we've discussed, especially a roller coaster in the dark, far and away the best way to view it. Yeah, and that's kind of what I want to talk about. I kind of – do we have – do we have Josh's initial comments after his first YouTube watch? Because I think those would be hilarious to go back over after I was there uh, Gary gets us. St- yeah, I mean, Gary and I watched it together. So, and we should have recorded that. To be clear, well, I mean, here's the bottom You're, line: not much, not much was said. Um, oh, yeah, we got I was in Congo for the first song. I'll yeah, I'll, I'll just all right. I'm was just going to go ahead and just give a Congo? mental download here. Um, I really didn't know what to expect. I've kind of avoided most of the rumors and everything, obviously I knew the building and I knew the general concept for the coaster. You can see but the building from space. Space <laughs> yeah, exactly. is complaining about it. Exactly. I didn't want to, uh, you know, get anything specific. So the first thing I saw was a full ride through and uh, it, it almost basically ripped my heart out. I thought you were it was violent. You were it violent. Was unbelievably unimpressive and disappointing. And a lot of that has nothing to do with the impactfulness of, of what it was. So we could talk about that more later, but um, it definitely, I will admit, it seemed like something that it was hard to get a full impression of based on the ride. Um, almost like the Mario Kart ride. You know, I, I think that the, the difference... No, we were correct on that. <laughs> it, I mean, there are certain types of attractions, I think, that don't lend themselves to being watched on video. And, and it seems like this is probably one of them. And I was... It is a Gary roller coaster in the it. dark. It is the attraction that does not lend itself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Gary and I watched this together. We both thought it was the biggest piece of crap ever. Yep. Yep. And then he wrote it the next day or a day after, and his opinion changed dramatically. I'm obviously not going to try and tell his story for him. But that gave me hope because I knew where he started from. Like That's yeah, yeah. part of the problem with Disney and why I think our show might actually have values because they're the overwhelming majority of people who are commenting on Disney are just going to say everything is great no matter what. And that's just totally useless. That's me and Tim. (laughs) I I don't know really how to, I don't know how to interpret anyone's opinion unless I've heard them be critical of something. And I know Gary is not the type of person who just, you know, says it's great because it's there. So um, with that, I'll just say that my impression by video was that, wow, it was a massive, massive letdown. And I'm still, there's a lot of parts of me that still believe that. So, Gary, from a scale of shit's beat to uh, Wawa Hoagie, <laughs> where does it line up? As an attraction, not being an Epcot, it's a yeah. Bucky's barbecue. It, it, it's Jersey Mike's. Now, you know what? I give mm. you Beaver Nuggets style Bucky's. Those are pretty good. Thank you, thank you. Finally, finally, <laughs> but the jerky is hot garbage, cold no, garbage. No, come say. on, the jerky's so bad. Uh, is it hard or like, is it tender? It's it's like the hard tack, dude. Ah, like uh, shit's useless. Tooth. Yeah, it sucks. And and they cut it like deli style or whatever. Like comes in paper and. Dude, hard, hard, uh, hard jerky is like if you ever put a patch on the inside of a tire, like that's what it's made out of. Like that shit yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, will go 30,000 miles before they got it like 2,500 different flavors of it, but I mean, it's the same consistency. But yeah. the beaver nuggets, that's where it's at. So, are I'll they made out of real beaver? Uh, some I could Isn't be. Isn't their Looks- logo a beaver? It is. Yeah, it's a big lady. It seems kind of shitty to make nuggets out of your guy. That would you don't get like. Well, I guess you get Mickey waffles. So never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so this I apologize attraction. for introducing Wawa hoagies <laughs> to the conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you didn't think it would lead to cannibalism discussions. <laughs> I, I, Gary, I, I can tell you this man to man though over you know can you? a podcast microphone to microphone. <laughs> I do love Wawa uh, hoagies. We're so. being liberal with the term man that. here. I'm, I'm, I appreciate your love for beaver nuggets, and I just felt like I needed to tell you that Wawa hoagies are, are high on my list. 
I appreciate that. I think uh, I haven't had the brisket. I've never been to a Bucky's, but when Scootles comes down, I get them to stop there and pick me up some beaver nugs and uh, like lawn furniture and stuff because they have all the (laughs) sorts of stuff in there, you know. Yeah. Eclectic range of products. <laughs> yeah. It is all over the place. But uh, so, like uh, yeah. a chicken leg <laughs> and a carburetor, please. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the biggest thing in Guardians of the Galaxy, there is no video on the internet that exists. 360, 2D, low light, 4K, 5K, whatever, that is going to do this justice. It's like trying to watch a Space Mountain video and get a grasp for what it's like. And you can't even do that because the way the ride vehicles move and how smooth it is and how you move into turns and stuff like like this coaster glides. It's the best way I can explain it. It has the feeling of like, uh, almost how if you were riding on like a drone, cause a drone, you know, a, quad, a quadcopter <laughs> could turn, you know, into a, uh, can you, you even know, tell which direction a, you're going? Uh, could you tell which way the track's going? You can tell which way. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, in a way, um, uh, Unless you look side to side, you can't. You, you don't know which way the track's going because it really is like an omni coaster. Like one of the uh, the the helixes that go down. What are they called? Like I know they, it's How a helix, helixes, right? Helixes. Lower <laughs> helix or an upper helix? I forget. I've played uh, roller coaster tycoon in a long time, but uh, one of the helix downward helixes around the moon. The moon's lit up uh, on all sides. I believe the plural yeah. is heli. Heli. And the coaster cars are turned towards it as you go through this bank turn. And so you're all facing the moon almost in a circle, just like whirling around it and stuff. And uh, I've had four of the six tunes so far, and I've had everything except Disco Inferno and Congo or Conga. Uh, Flock of Seagulls is by far the best tune on there that goes with it. It's probably the more upbeat I mean, let's call it what it is, though. This this music is not your music, Gary. Like, that's... That's no, I've already done Iron Maiden no overlays. But I mean, like that—that's the nature of this ride. Like this, this yeah. is you know, 60s, 70s, maybe 80s pop music. That's not your your vibe. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. They're so they it's should just, have if they don't, they should rickroll like one out of a hundred. So they play that in the at post show. Oh really? So the, so the, they have different music and not the post show, but the exit. Yeah, they were playing. Uh, Rick Ashley, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were playing that. They were playing Elvis. All sorts of weird music plays in the exit. Uh, one thing that sucks about the exit is you have to you get off the attraction, have to walk upstairs unless you're handicapped, and then uh, walk back downstairs again. I guess it's just the way the tracks laid out or something. You got to go underneath the train tracks. Well, you got to go <laughs> over train tracks. <laughs> so, all right, can I can I just pause and interject a thought here? And I want to hear your thoughts on this. I, I actually like that kind of music. I mean, 80s and 90s pop music is music. I'm not saying it's like my favorite, but I, I love listening to it. I You know, when I'm cooking, that's what I'll tell Siri to play or Alexa, whatever the thing is. But I thought you were more of a Kenny G guy. <laughs> Bite your tongue. <laughs> but like, to me, that has nothing to do with Epcot. Like The whole premise of this ride that I heard, despite the fact I was avoiding specifics, was this was the, I think Tim called it the love letter to Epcot, right? That was what we were hoping. But I mean, that's that, like, not that was a story treatment that could work. I mean, Epcot had an incredibly unique soundtrack to it that um, uh, they've but, deleted over the years. Like, is that not the homage you want to make? Wait, like, no, the, the, the soundtrack. Little, 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 
little time out here. Josh, have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy? No, I don't care. And that's the thing is your, well, your defense well, of this the, is going to be an IP no, explanation, which I don't give a shit about. But that, that's the what me- it is. This, this yeah, music the- is a Guardians thing. This is not an Epcot thing. Well, hold on. Because I don't know that you for got sure. My, you got my review right there. So when you're in the queue, the queue very much fits Epcot minus yeah. the Space Panda yep. and stuff. Now, they do play the spoopy music that sounds Epcot-esque, and I don't think it's from the movie. It almost sounds like a weird track from like Horizons or something like that. It's not from Horizons. If it was, I would, I would recommend it. I mean, there's some pretty away. grand orchestral music in the yeah, Marvel Cinematic that, Universe that could also double mm-hmm. as Epcot music that would so be appropriate. When, when you walk in and that, and they have this um, big planetarium thing in there, they're playing like some spoopy like History Channel, uh, you know, showing you pictures of Jupiter, grand music and stuff yeah. like that, and it's showing you how the the universe is made from the Big Bang and all this stuff. It's very futuristic, like. And stuff like that, and then it's and then when you get a little further into the queue, they do should play a clip from Walt Disney's Epcot video, where he's showing the his idea for the Florida Project and, and right. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. There is a model of a futuristic city on some planet in the Marvel universe, Sandar, that that looks pretty cool. Uh, there's no uh, Dale Doback in it, which is kind of disappointing <laughs> anywhere, but. You know, you could spend your time going through the queues because a lot of them were a lot of the twists and turns that goes through the different sets were open, but you could bypass them for the way they had it set up for the previews. They showed like one of the, I mean, the the starship things, the costumes. There is a part in there where they talk about uh, Peter Quill talks about the rides he wants to ride when it, when he goes back to the '80s or next time he goes back to Epcot. Yeah, it's yeah. all the shit that's gone. Yeah. Yeah, basically they—they're just you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's self-referential. It's 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 almost but, self-aware of the fact that the ridiculous comment of him visiting Epcot as a kid was. But for just for, shopped in. for Josh yeah. to understand, the music kind of almost plays along with those comments he was making about Epcot in the eighties. The 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 character Star Lord Peter Quill has his mixtape. His mom died of cancer. And she would make him mixtapes. Now who's the asshole, he, Josh? Yes, yeah. And so, but she would <laughs> she would make him music mixtapes of her favorite songs. And that when he gets, I, I gotta go all the way back to the first. But just to be clear, this is a fake he, person, right? Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But he he gets kidnapped off of Earth, and his only real yeah, connection, to, yeah, his only connection back to Earth Jesus. are these are these mixtapes that his <laughs> mom made for him that has this music from the seventies and the eighties on it. So that's it. He's from Earth. He gets abducted as a child. And space grows huge. up in space, and but the, right. the, he ha- I, he has a little Walkman, he, and all these songs are on the Walkman. That that that's his connection back to Earth. So that's okay. why so that's in there. I, I, I want to respond first. I think you did an excellent job of articulating the uh, the, the history and backstory of this attraction. Uh, B, I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> three, the the my biggest issue is it's just not Epcot. It's just to. Let's look at that because this we was didn't the, that from the get go. That that's my point. This is our comment on the, at the outset. So we one of the things I said uh, when we first talked about this was there are story treatments that could allow this to fit in Epcot. And the approach that I take, and this is this is the nature of the show. We talk uh, we, we talk about these things in great detail. But the approach I take to IP and Epcot is if the IP doesn't exist, could it fit in Epcot? And I think you look at this one, and the answer is. Kind of. 
It's, mm-hmm. it's not a definitive yes. And I think in general, people that are fans of Epcot, people that are fans of Guardians, uh, and I, I would like to consider myself both, although not the current incarnation of Epcot, this probably is a better fit for the studios or Tomorrowland. Yeah. And I, 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 don't, I don't think like, we're going out of, I don't think we're going out on any like a limb perfect there, Tomorrowland saying. ride to me. I, I agree. I mean, yeah. and I love Chris Pratt. I mean, he fell into a pit like excellently. But I just uh, <laughs> so when, when when this is the ride that's supposed to be the thing that classic Epcot fans are going to love. Well, like, so that tells me all I need to know about the future of this place. This goes to what we were talking about, though, for story treatments that could have worked. So with Peter Quill's penchant for music and having had visited Epcot as a kid, the I'm going to go back to the idea of a love letter for classic Epcot, and I'm I'm not trying to take anything away from Gary saying that the ride is very good, and the consistent review of the ride is that it's a very fun ride, and and Epcot yeah. prob- uh, definitely needs most, a ride like this. Most thrilling ride uh, I think Disney has at this point. But from from here on, I'm only talking story components. Uh, so you've got a loose story here uh, where you've created this pseudoscience, a cosmic generator that allows you to travel through time and space. Uh, Epcot has had pseudoscience in the past. Uh, if you look at Cranium Command, it's a great example of it. World of Honey, Motion. Honey, I shrunk the audience. Honey, I shrunk the audience as well. World of Motion has Body Wars. Uh, Body Wars, again. All of these are like pseudoscience. And there are elements of the pre-show explaining Xandar's existence in the Andromeda Galaxy that tie it to real places in our universe. Uh, Xandar itself is not a planet uh, but it orbits well, we sun. It, well, true, it orbits suns that do exist. So it is muddying the line between MCU and real science. And Gary, you said this that the uh, <laughs> no, the, it's fiction. It's not muddy. It's well, it's about, he's going to tell me what I said. What uh, I said. But you, you, were, you were talking about the Galaxarium <laughs> area. Is that probably the area where this is most scientific based? Yeah, yeah the the edutainment area. It's like a it's a planetarium uh, type environment that area when you walk in yeah is is the most fitting of the entire attraction to epcot now the rest of the rest of the queue with all the guys the green chicks the trash panda and and peter quill those that you know kind of in the pre-show is more based on the movie uh, when you go to the load it doesn't even feel like you're in epcot anymore just because there's nothing like that that you've ever experience than epcot it just feels so out of place that you're loading roller coaster cars in epcot like you know it's just very weird uh maybe it's just something i gotta get used to i don't know but (laughs) well this isn't your epcot this isn't my epcot this isn't any other epcots but uh there's a couple of other references there's a couple of other references to uh, historical Epcot things. Um, there's a line that Drax says when the Big Bang happens. Spoiler alert for the ride. Uh, he says the Ding Dang, uh, referencing the line <laughs> in Ellen's Energy Adventure, and he's corrected. And then there's also a rock and roll riff of the uh, Energy Feel the Flow music. Now, yeah, there's also Universal Energy icons all over, uh, including some of the ride vehicles. Uh, there's a, there's a, so when you come out of, I'm sure you, you guys have seen the videos now, when you come out of this second pre-show, mm-hmm. there's a, st- there's a big board up there that almost looks similar to the Horizons board where it had the destinations, at least in shape. And at the bottom of it, there's about six icons. And the first one is, it's almost like a number system. And the first one is universe energy. So if you noticed each, yeah, yeah, e- yeah. each row of cars will have a different symbol on it or each, like train will have a symbol on it and one of them will be 
well, at least maybe per side, will be the universe energy, like have universe energy logos on it. So, would it be uh, if there's, fixed there's more if stuff there was there. like, as you said, a, um, a hidden track might not even be the right word, but say one out of every six tracks is classic Epcot music instead of any of these pop songs. I'd cool. be pandering to yeah. Like, cool I mean, pandering. Like, I'm, I'm ready to be pandering. To <laughs> I mean, if you if you think of logically how to make this as a love letter to classic Epcot with the current story, it's not the music nice. is the music is irrelevant to anything that's going on in the attraction other than the Guardians yeah, like pop exactly. music. So Peter Quill very logically with one line of dialogue could have had a mixtape from Epcot. He could have got the original Epcot soundtrack when he went, and you can mash that up into a uh, you know a, a two and a half minute clip that works for the purposes of this ride as well. Just don't use the clip they used for uh, that terrible uh, Epcot Forever show. Well, I was going to say, I, thought, I mean, I thought that was the love letter to Epcot. Yeah, it'd, it'd be awesome if they said that the, they you know, they, the hidden it. track is the classic Ep- Epcot soundtrack, but it's actually Aladdin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they need to stop <laughs> the with the love letters by Aladdin. Epcot. Oh yeah. my god, they could have done that. Did Did they ever actually say this was going to be a love letter to no, Epcot? No, no, no. This we, was okay. Uh, Tim said that. That's yeah, yeah. So, Tim Tim's. for this. This is. But, this I mean, this is absolutely it's, hypothesizing of story treatments that could work. That's but all. It's literally <laughs> just everybody, everybody reading too much into that Polaroid photo, the fake Polaroid photo from D twenty three, right? So yeah, because I remember we, how that dare it, we this, read into the vague concept art that you give us when we're? I mean, the whole purpose of this stuff is to try and help us understand what the thing that you're building is supposed to be. Uh, how dare we have the audacity to be pissed when it isn't what you said it was going to be? I was assured that the the queue is going to be filled with classic Epcot props, yep. including but not limited to Buzzy. 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 That's, <laughs> yeah, that's where Buzzy me. went, where he was he was being refurbished for that. And Disney yeah, had I believe there's a guy that's and, building and a mini golf course right now that claimed that. They, they simply correctly. put him in storage <laughs> and forgot to tell Orange County when they were investigating the uh, the situation. Because that's, that's how that's how just a crime big happens. misunderstanding. <laughs> the uh, the idea of, of putting this in Epcot there's there's a, a multitude of things that are wrong with its placement in Epcot. Uh, however, as a fit in current Epcot, uh, Gary, you've been on it, you've experienced everything firsthand. Is it a better fit than say Frozen? Yeah, it's a better fit than Frozen. Uh, the seas. No, the seas uh, with Nemo and friends is what I mean. The seas with Nemo and friends. Uh, yeah, it's a better fit than that. I mean, the the season name out and friend, they they the queue doesn't fit with it with Epcot <laughs> at all because it's just like Pixar beach scenes and stuff like that. Beauty and the Beast so, sing along. <laughs> come on. What about what? What I started thinking though after this opened and kind of realized what they did. Honestly, I'm I feel this is more connected to Epcot than I ever thought it would be. Like, it seems like they maybe even tried and attempted a little bit to make this feel like an Epcot pavilion. I but didn't to be think fair, they, you I didn't hate think they were going to do that at all. I do. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't think they were gonna, I didn't think they were going to do that at all. But what I turned my attention immediately to the Moana journey of water and what that's going to be <laughs> into that area. Like, what, what do we think of... That be restaurant. Well, 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 I'm not ready to be done with Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, because yeah. there's an obvious conversation that has to happen here, which is that the the threshold that any reasonable person would hold this attraction to is the Mummy. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but the Mummy's better. I don't I don't need to ride it. I'm sure I'm going to like it a lot more when I ride it than I do on YouTube. The Mummy's no. not better. No, mommy's better. It's got practical effects. Give me a fucking practical effect. Gary just laughed you out of the room. I don't care. The moon and the Milky Way that you go by. 
uh, inside. The it's moon. very the moon. Yeah, it's a moon. It looks cool. Full size seen, and it's the coolest looking part of the ride. I'll, I'll admit and that. And the Milky Way when you go around it. Um, there is a lot of screen based stuff. There is some very small. I wouldn't really call them physical sets, but they're like projection map things. But it's the the ride is just thrilling and it's fun and it doesn't fit Epcot, but it's there. Um, the, it should have been Seven Dwarfs Mine Train sequel instead. It's I mean, I thought there would be more physical it's rock sets, and roller coaster sequel. But now it's it's basically it feels like very heavily, especially because there's star projections everywhere. It feels Space like Mountain. Space Mountain, the next evolution of Space Mountain. Yeah, well, with all those lack of physical sets, though, and all those projections. Because you can see you, all the beams and everything when you go by. Go ahead. Do we think this is something they can overlay? Like like what they did with yeah Mission Breakout and just with the screens, you can, you can put in a Halloween version. You can put in a you know, you can change and update the stories because you're not relying on any, having to redo any physical sets. You're just redoing animation. I think, I think this is something they still, they'll say that they're going to do like yeah. that. Yeah, that's probably never correct. happens. But they've done it with Space Mountain in California quite a bit. They've well, done it. Disneyland's they've done it with, different because you got to do things to bring locals back here. People come here once, you know. And I mean, they it. would have also had to film that already because they're not getting I mean, the Guardians back together to do it. Let's talk about what was what well, the big the, deal the, when Star Tours opened. Well, you know, we can just reprogram at any time and add all this new stuff. They yeah, actually twenty years add later stuff they did. Now. <laughs> well, they their new version they have actually have added things to, yeah. but the original version they never touched. You know, so yeah. what will they ever? Probably not. I mean, this thing it's going to be like this for a while, uh, yeah. at the very least. Adding tunes and stuff like that—that's I mean, the likeliest change. Here, here, I mean, here's the bottom line: if you're a diehard Epcot fan, uh, you're, you're not going to be pleased with its placement in the park because I'm not. But, but is this the be, is this the linchpin? No, said, it's not. They've already they've already killed it. No, I know, yeah. and that's yeah. But is this a good attraction? Like Desecrating a corpse is still an inappropriate thing to do. <laughs> is this a fun attraction that I'd go back and ride again? Yeah, this is better than Test Track. This is better than Mission Space, which is pretty low bar. Um, <laughs> is it better than it's not Energy? Better than Living with the Land. Uh, it was better. It's better than the last iteration of Universal Energy. Okay. The it's it's better than uh, Sorn. Uh, it's not better than Live with the Land. It's not better than Precious de France. Uh, but I think you said the opposite. That, actually, that's an that's a personal opinion. It's not better than Spaceship Earth, but a lot of but the average person who goes to Epcot wouldn't agree with that. Yeah. So a couple of things too. This is also an evolution of the Time Racers attraction that was going to go into Spaceship Earth. That could still go into Spaceship Earth. There, there are guess. there are enough story beats to that, and that wasn't fully uh, fleshed out. But then there's another component to the pre-show, and I don't know if you guys felt the same way. But when Glenn Close's Nova Prime character is speaking, I got Alien Encounter vibes, and she isn't an evil character in the movie. Uh, she's the exact opposite, but the seriousness uh, that she was talking. Kind of gave me that like Chairman Clench vibe. The, the chick with the the old lady with the blonde hair. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's also I want to talk about in the pre-show because this was hit or miss. There's a can you, you know hey Chris can you grab my black Les Paul like oh yeah interaction yeah. which you guys I'm on you know that Terry dude the yeah, cast yeah. member some cast members interacted with the pause that's there and I think they're all supposed to be doing it now again this is. These were previews, cast member, and, sure. and annual pass, and everything. 
but sometimes they'd do it, sometimes they wouldn't. When that shit opens, they better, they better be doing it every time, because when it's just awkward silence, it's awkward silence. <laughs> and I do and like me some Terry Crews, though. The effect, when you go into the second pre-show... So corny is, in that intro, though. Yeah. But, I like Terry Crews, too, but I mean, oh, God. I know. Well, you hear people cringe, but... Brooklyn Nine-Nine is way better than that intro. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> It's funny when he tells everybody not to record, and literally everybody has their phone out <laughs> and you know is recording the entire time. But the effect when you go into the transporter room and they blind you, and then you're in a new room, it wows everybody. I've seen some people say, "Oh, it really wasn't that big of a deal." Everybody's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool. Even the first time I saw it on video, I was like, "Holy shit!" I wasn't expecting it. I mean, Gary and filmed it, was, it in slow motion, and I watched it about a hundred times. And even in slow motion, which is like what 240 frames per second yeah like it's fast it's a very yeah, impressive some, effect so uh, a couple of things they i mean that's similar to what they do in imagination and I, do you guys remember i went to japan a few years ago they have a similar oh, effect God. in uh in tokyo's tower of terror but it's just on a smaller scale with a statue you never told us you went to japan i did i'll, I'll we'll do a trip report um anyway this would have been an awesome song put in this attraction um i don't i don't think well, you get away with it now. they're Probably gonna not. do that they're gonna do that in the guardians coaster they're gonna put behind the japan pavilion because this <laughs> is gonna be such a success it's just the first of a franchise i could see this being just, off the shelf and being added to other parks definitely and they'll add it to tomorrowland in all likelihood the uh question that i was going to ask you uh, I've now it's now escaped me. Oh, I know what it was. So we shaved <laughs> going back <laughs> to the original announcement of this. There was some uh, fans that were saying these two should be flip flop Tron and Cosmic Rewind. We know what Tron is. We now know what this is. Is Tron any better a fit than Epcot other than the aesthetics compared to, say, Test Track? Well, the story of Tron being that you're going into a computer fits way more. That's fair. That's fair. Then uh, the aesthetics certainly. Yeah, the aesthetics definitely. Now, I mean, for me personally, and I've said this since we're playing this as roller coaster tycoon type things, I would have preferred Tron and Guardians in Tomorrowland, and them to rebuild what is now going to be Tokyo's Space Mountain in uh, in Epcot. That would have been my preference, but uh, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. Yeah, but we're still keeping OG Space Mountain though. In no, Space, Space Mountain in Florida is awful. I'll just get them off the call. Oh God, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Awful isn't the right word, but it's overrated. Uh, oh, my God. You probably don't like Carousel Progress either, do you? Nope. It's not nope. as rough a ride as uh, Space Mountain, so at least that's that's enjoyable. Well, how do you not like Carousel of Progress? Either? I do like Carousel of Progress. <laughs> yeah. Are right we answer. not going to talk about how terrible of an actor Chris Pratt is, though? With the, uh, <laughs> so I don't understand I, this. So I, I heard a couple people talking about that, that it looks, quote, phoned in. Uh, what's, it's awkward. I don't know it, what you're supposed I, to be it, like. It seems like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, that's probably a fair assessment. And of it. and and, and but so he was fed lines and no meaning behind them. Right, he doesn't know like the pauses that he takes when saying the lines are just very awkward. It even comes across that uh, James Gunn doesn't know what they were talking about. The, just the I can't wait to see the what what is he saying? Isn't like, that the rapist the, guy? Yeah, no, yeah, I believe no. so. He's a inappropriate Twitter guy. 
the the way he delivers the lines about seeing the the universe of energy dinosaurs and the veggie veggie fruit, it just seems like he has no clue what those things actually yeah, are. No oh, there oh that part, yeah, yeah, that, that part, awkward. that he, part's awkward. I thought you meant like when you're about to go up the, the hill. No, no, all that, all that's all that stuff's perfect. But when he does that stuff in the queue, talking about the classic yeah. Epcot attractions, yeah, he, terrible. He, he delivers it in really weird ways. You can tell it's a spoof though, because the chick standing behind him just keeps like looking over and just yeah, being yeah. like, yeah, that like this. It was like almost an outtake thing. Yeah, it, and they they did it on and they did it on purpose. Like yeah. it's you know it's just kind of a uh, look. We mentioned it, haha. <laughs> fuck you, kind of thing. Like it just know. seems like somebody. Yeah, who I mean, that's my kid. point. Is this is a <laughs> this is an insult to Epcot fans? It's not a tribute to them. That's why yeah. I love it. There's a couple of other technical things I want to uh, ask Gary about in the first pre-show room. Gary, they've got those like hexagonal panels. And uh, Glenn Close, uh, she appears on one of them. Now, is it clear that that's a screen uh, from the outset, or is there some sort of transition between? There's a scrim in front of it that lays diagonal, like 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 towards you, and then there's a screen behind it. So when they do some of the like spoopy, like I don't know hexagonal stuff yeah. that in the stars that is projected on the scrim and then there there's a rear projection i su- assume on the actual thing now when you first go in the room you can't tell it's a screen it just looks like the same wall that's on the other yeah, i don't think sides. that effect is getting enough credit i think the next room uh blows it out of it's, the water but yeah still. i think that's that's yeah but, well because of the terry awkwardness which <laughs> when they well, like again when the cast member interacts it's not that uh, awkward but when they right. don't it's just like you know it's like it just doesn't make any sense there is some amusing dialogue doing. in it i think that needs to be uh acknowledged i i like the uh the line where terry cruz says there's no reason to be alarmed turn off that alarm i think that's a funny line yeah and then drax uh saying uh you'll all be doomed if that big <laughs> whatever whatever it is like that big scary man out there then you'll all be doomed well, some yeah, some people may get this vibe if they liked the Alien fri- franchise and Great Movie Ride. When you're going down the load platform, it has a real like Nostromo feel with like the flashing red lights, and there's like all these weird symbols on the warning signs and stuff like that. I don't know. I was just walking down. I was like, this kind of feels like the Nostromo corridor from Alien. I got that vibe. I don't when, know if anybody else will. No, I see. That that when I watched that video with you, I thought we were getting a practical effect, and it was unload, and it gave me a, it was a very alien vibe. Like it looked cool, and then I realized it was unload, and I'm like, oh, it's done. When you yeah. leave that room with the red light going and everything to go to the actual load, how long does it take to get on the attraction at that point? Is it do you get down there and there's a there's more queue backed up, or nah, it, do you get out and you're pretty much getting on? It's Big Thunder Mountain style, is about as long as it takes. Like so. Like, uh, you, you walk down there, and uh, or you walk out of that room and turn right, and it's a, it's a meat funnel, like uh, Haunted Mansion, <laughs> like mansion. Where it pushes everybody into a line, and uh-huh. then you can look out the window and see, you know, the cars going by. And then you go down a platform to, like, a big middle platform, and uh, I'd say it probably take you five to ten minutes to get on the ride from that point, okay. as long as the line keeps moving. Now, if there's a a hang up with load or we had a code V when we were waiting at one of them, which is somebody vomited on it. That seems to be a get, problem. Yes. Uh, I, after, I, after riding the thing three, three times, I was like, all right, I'm good. You know, it's <laughs> just, 
it doesn't move in a natural way. So you have wind blowing on you, so you know you kind of have that, and, and you know, like if you were in like a, it just it doesn't move like a coaster you've ever been on before. When you go around bank turds, you glide into them and stuff. You're so used to taking it head on. And Josh is always used to taking it head on, <laughs> you know it. <laughs> but it like the, the way this thing glides around and whips around and everything like that. It's it's not very jarring. It's just it's not very natural either. It's a very fun ride. But at, in my case, and and if you went back and the lines are going to be so long that most people aren't going to be able to ride back to back to back like we were able to with the preview. You said that though. Really the ride's pretty efficient. Uh, I don't yeah. know if it's as efficient as it's been stated, but it's dual load, dual unload, and there's nothing prohibitive about the uh, the seats themselves. It's basically like bigger Space Mountain and Disneyland or like yeah, Everest not, type vehicles, right? They're not as comfortable as Everest. There's more like the 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 when the bar goes over your knees, the seat height is not not as high. So it, it's for me, I can't bend my ankles. So. Um, yeah, I can get it over, but it's a little tighter than where you, when you sit in Expedition Everest, it's like the best roller coaster seat ever made because it's just. But it's not going to be like part. Tron level seating where no. it's complex to even get no. into the any 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 person any size you can get in there. Yeah, uh, I think uh, you should should be able to sit in it without a problem, and uh, yeah, it's comfortable. I mean, it, it really is like an omni. They put an omni mover on it on a. On a coaster, it's. Wow. I mean, if you look down, there's five rails on the track. Uh, I was getting in there nice and deep, got some photos and stuff like that. I mean, that was the shit I cared about. It and whatever was going on with the movie, I, I I don't know, it didn't bother me, but it was fun because to me, the story for me and anybody who plays World of Warcraft out there would know this story is so. Anybody who plays World of Warcraft Shadowlands, which is the most recent expansion, it's the same exact story. This dude goes back in time to recreate the universe it's oh my and the guy even looks kind of like the jailer it's very weird i'm not saying they ripped the story off but it the same the story is almost the same and the weird thing is too for frozen there's an area of it that feels like an area called ice crown citadel again i know you guys don't care but this is what it's like when you guys talk would about you be sports. okay if they renamed epcot world of warcraft <laughs> yeah at this point, probably I'd be all right. But they call it World Warcraft. They wouldn't call it uh, World of yeah. Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, you gotta leave the oven. But or just wow, W O W. I'm fine. <laughs> but no, I mean it had that feel to it. But I think you're going into it better not seeing move, Josh, because that's how I went into Mission Breakout, and I went into that thinking it was going to suck, and. I enjoyed it, and then I went and watched the movie after. That's usually how it happens to me. If the attraction's good, I'll go watch the movie. Yeah, I mean, I try you and I have always been the same that way. If you want a one-off MCU movie, Josh, Guardians is the one to watch yep. as a one-off. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the one I'd pick because I do like Chris Pratt. That it was pretty good. I, I've only seen, like, Thor. Is there any hot ass in it? I also yeah, like that. there's green. Do you Alien like green chicks? Flap. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying no. It's got the... Uh, there's enough of that in Star Trek. You like Star Trek? I do. There's big wood in it, so I'm super. I'm super excited. July having to get up at six forty-five in the morning and stress my ass off to see if I can, you know, get a boarding group uh, to, you know, once or twice to actually get to ride this while I'm there. Well, well first, once the virtual queues are gone. I know a guy I can get you on it. <laughs> You've got to uh, first, uh, Ben. You need to get your. Uh, your actual Genie Plus allocation at 701. Or, I already bought uh, it. So uh, we, we can go back to Epcot in a bit, but this is since you mentioned it, uh, they made changes to Genie Plus. 
so it's it's not known yet, I guess, whether or not uh, if you haven't made your Genie Plus uh, purchase, whether you can get it at twelve oh one or at seven o'clock. But this uh, this change that came down this week, I think, was a means of just fixing the AP issue that I ran into, which was if you have an annual pass and you're in a group with people that don't have annual passes, you could not book Genie Plus until seven o'clock um, in the morning. So they they have this system that is just unnecessarily complicated. They took FastPass mm. Plus, and while they simplified some components of it, they just managed to make it worse. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. Len stated that the cost to get Genie Plus to, to quote, do what they want it to do would be $750 million, which just sounds <laughs> ridiculous. That's absurd. Yeah, it, but his explanation was... It would be to satisfy Disney's ask of crowd distribution at the same level of FastPass Plus. Let's not pretend that FastPass Plus was uh, successful in the sense that it successfully so, distributed crowds to the intent that they wanted for the original FastPass even. So so basically, uh, I just want to break this down because those are numbers that I don't think the normal human can understand. So I just did some very quick napkin math and I want to blow your minds for a second. Yep. SpaceX can launch 15 rockets full of satellites into space <laughs> for the price that it's going to take Disney to allow me to book my attractions for the day. Well, this economy. They can build one and Someone a half cosmic up. <laughs> Someone is fucking up. Uh, they, or they're the, funding uh, Black Project. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like, could this be going back to some of that like Chinese Shanghai grifting that uh, we got to come up with that $800 million somewhere? So Actually, it's called Grifting Plus now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but the uh, the 750 million number was to get it to uh, the level of Fast Pass Plus from a crowd distribution standpoint, and uh, to satisfy guest asks of their pick of attractions without having the weights. And I just I don't think that if they what, throw what do you do with that money? I don't, like, I don't like, know. What are they doing? What what is this? What, what is the actual problem? What is the fix? Can you explain to me somehow? What a plausible no. use of, of of three quarters of a billion dollars is. No, it, it seems it seems insane, and I think that if that is the if the issue is that grand, then I, I, my math was wrong there. I, you don't need to email me on that. I I realized <laughs> if, if the uh, if if the issue is that grand, then maybe maybe the system isn't good. Uh, but I also yeah, think going going to this though. Would you say, Tim? Uh, not to. I'm sorry for interrupting, but would you say now that maybe. The lesson here is that renaming the same broken system over and over again actually does <laughs> nothing whatsoever to fix its fundamental problems. Yeah. So I'll speaking personally because I I used both of them. I I like Genie Plus better than FastPass Plus, but that's mainly because I didn't like it, uh, the advanced booking component of FastPass Plus. Do you like it okay. better than MaxPass and Disneyland? No. All right. Because MaxPass. Yeah, I've I've used MaxPass and Disneyland. Uh, I've never used Genie Plus in any form or fashion in the last, ever since it's been out. I don't so, even know, I don't even know it and, and as a business person, can you explain to me why they wouldn't just go for the system that already works instead of spending millions and millions and millions of dollars to fix something that never has? So the the other thing we're kind of dismissing here is that because this is going to be a day of purchase only, I could see this affecting sales as well. So if you were previously committed to an entire week's vacation, you were getting Genie Plus at Epcot, at Animal Kingdom, at Hollywood Studios. 
uh, and the Magic Kingdom. And really, you could make an argument that it's only needed at Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom. Uh, if you're not getting a park hopper, for example, you can hit all the rides in Epcot without Genie Plus. Uh, half the rides are walk-ons after 5 p.m. At Animal Kingdom, you can get through uh, most of those rides as well and maybe pay for um, uh, Flight of Passage. But uh, all of this, I think you're going to see people make those choices where they might have been committed to uh, Genie Plus for every day of their trip, and now they may be more selective about it. Um, so I got, I got two things here to, to look at. One, when this news came out, I did ask my wife right away because we just bought our tickets last week and there's 14 of us going this summer mm-hmm. and we're the ones that are be controlling everything. We'll be doing all the bookings. We'll be doing, Ugh. you know, we're, we're the ones that'll be getting up in the morning, booking our uh, group boarding groups and all that crap. Cause my family just doesn't know what they're doing. So I did ask Lisa, I was like, did we pay for genie plus ahead okay, of time? Know, Cause one like, vasectomy I, could have presented all of this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But the last thing I wanted to do was having to buy Genie Plus for the other, you know, 10 from my group who aren't with me at 7 a.m. in the morning when we're doing these bookings on top of it. It just seemed like another, you know, hoop to jump through that I'm glad that we prepaid. Uh, We maybe didn't need to for all the parks, but we just went ahead and and did it. Um, So luckily we don't have to deal with that in the morning. But the other thing I bring up here is – do you think this brings into uh, flexible pricing as I mean, well? With, for, with you for Genie Plus, yeah, they, absolutely. Yeah, they, they recognize that Saturday in the middle of July is going to be super busy. It's nineteen ninety nine now for this Saturday as yeah. opposed to fourteen ninety nine. All you that's know, on I, the table. I, All that's on the table. I totally think they're going to be flexible pricing going in on top of this. So other variables to this as well is that uh, they may limit the amount of Genie Plus sales, which means that – uh, if current rules apply to the purchase of it, that 1201, you're eligible to buy Genie Plus, and there may be a run on Genie Plus purchases at 1201, and then first utilization is at 7, which means that there may be a subsequent run technically less than 7 hours later. So you're not allowed to sleep on this vacation either. So all of that... All of that may be a problem uh, as well. I know, Gary, there's, there's math involved. They've just sucked the fun out of all of this. I mean, that's they have. Incre- they have, and they just keep doubling down on it. I don't know what the strategy is. Why did the virtual queue for Ratatouille go away so fast? I don't because think I think it. they can only handle one at a time. Oh, I don't you think get this that off long Guardians. Either. Do you think Guardians is it'll just be for the beginning? To you know, because the thing's been running for over a month. So I mean, I think that that stuff's pretty well tuned, but like. I mean, it, it's got it just to, to gate how many people are there. Um, it's more reliable than Rise, um, but there's definitely. been a lot of issues with reliability in the park. So if it's going to be down yeah. for an hour a day, they got to figure out what the actual operations are when it's not just in preview mode. But I mean, I could see it only having that um, virtual queue for like a month. That wouldn't surprise this, me. This goes back into what we were talking about before, how that system can only handle one virtual queue at a time. It, it plays into that, you know, when Ratatouille was coming on is when Rise went off. And now it's Ratatouille goes off when It's only a $750 million system. Uh, they can't scale it for multiple yeah, attractions. Where does, where does Len get that number, by the way? Uh, yeah, it, was, it was an internal source <laughs> is what he said. So, I, I mean, the, the number sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> they just do and, that for tax reasons. What'd you say? I think they just make it that high for tax reasons to write it Possibly. off. I mean, there's so much bloat in Disney spending and Imagineering spending, and it's it's laughable that 
things like the Yeti can't get fixed. When you're talking about this type of silly expenditures and what the original cost of the next gen system was, that you couldn't throw, you know, $20 million towards a Yeti. Uh, <laughs> you got you to be kidding me. And then there was dialogue this week. I'm going on a rant now where they're, they're complaining about, uh, how is a former Imagineer saying that Disney doesn't approve animatronics anymore. And it's because it's just, it's so difficult to get that improved because the maintenance on an animatronic is something that they don't want to pay for. So that's why you get screens everywhere because they're easier to maintain. You replace a light bulb as opposed to replacing an animatronic figure. Yeah, but so. I've been on a couple attractions, including Expedition Everest, where instead of the projection of the Yeti ripping up the track, it was just lamp out. Right, but so. then you're not 15 <laughs> years later, and you still don't have the Windows error message on there. Wow! So I mean, you've got the equivalent you of the Windows error message. I've right seen now. some Windows Mermaid <laughs> yeah. error messages before. Yep, <laughs> yep. I've Blue seen it in um, Mermaid. I've Trader Sam's where they've got it on the Windows. Yeah. You get the volcano. Nope. Now it's Windows error message. Blue screen nah, of death. It's just blue it's screen awesome. of death. Yeah. <laughs> I love All nothing right. more than looking at a volcano and it switches to weather bug. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I've had so, the Windows XP loading screen on Spaceship Earth before. I believe that. That's about right. <laughs> Must have been one of my old computers. And by old, I mean the last one that I had. So so going back to Epcot, uh, something that I think surprised us, because this wasn't really teased, but we got new concept art for uh, Future World slash World Celebration. I Personally, I was expecting this in September at the D23 Expo, but they put out what the uh, what the future of World Celebration will look like. Not enough characters in it. <laughs> uh, I mean, we knew that the tabletop building was going away. Uh, so that, that's gone. The, the festival building that they actually did have in the Epcot experience, but they since removed post-COVID. And they basically are recreating half of that side of the Communicore building and calling it Communicore. So Communicore I don't know how you guys Hall. feel about this. What did you say, Gary? Communicore Hall. Yeah, Communicore Hall and Communicore Plaza. That's with, because of Gary Hall. Yeah, yes, it, has my, it is I named after you. I did donate $25 to the construction <laughs> of this, so they named it after me. Um, I mean, I, I like that they're retaining the Communicore name, but uh, if, you, if we go back into Disney spending stupid amounts of money, they demolished a building to build something that's more or less the yeah, same footprint. You're, well, it's the same kind of shape. If you look at one of the pieces of art, it looks like the back half of it's open for big concerts and stuff like that or so they claim uh i mean all these trees and stuff in there if all this comes fruition and they don't like mow them all down after a week because it blocks the view of people watching the fireworks or something (laughs) like that like they did at uh, magic kingdom which when you look at old pictures of magic kingdom in the in the quarter in the uh in the hub it looks like a wasteland right now with right. all the trees missing <laughs> you know it in the middle of florida it could be one of the worst things to possibly do i don't hate it uh i don't either connect connections i like they do on that starbucks they got the layout for progress city on the tile on the floor how can anybody bitch about that i don't care if it's pattern or anybody you put do you have uh have you eaten there are they short patty burgers they look like it. I have not eaten there because uh, I don't wait in line for anything. So you know, I was going to use mobile <laughs> ordering, but it's always an hour out, so I don't have time for that. Like, but I do want to try the C seventeen so, salad. So Josh's <laughs> text to us that Gary said their fart patty burgers is not accurate. Uh, they look like fart patty burgers. I have not tried them yet. <laughs> I'm just reporting the information. I'm the I mean, Josh came to us. 
As a fact, these were fart patty burgers. No, I said Gary, Gary said, said they confirmed. are. <laughs> Breaking yeah, yeah. confirmed. <laughs> Gary said. I think I sent you a screenshot burgers. of what he said. I literally uh, yeah, did not will, editorialize will, at all. I will go there to eat them, but it looks like the same patty was being served <laughs> previously at the Electric Umbrella has survived and is continuing to be served. It's probably now. the old inventory from Electric Umbrella. I was going to say, meat, and I'm using finger quotes, could do anything, it is survive a remodel. <laughs> That's soil and green. There's no way we get this many trees. No, no. I don't think so. But the the garden has the uh, five ring Epcot logo in the middle, which looks spoopy. Uh, the the picture of Walt or the statue of the statue. Walt sitting there on the toilet. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. On the shitter. dump, <laughs> which is effectively what's happening in Epcot right now. But will they put Mickey next to him? Yes. Because oh, they will there be the socks. There, will there a tear no, be? Will the tear be falling down his cheek? Here's what I don't recall in the Epcot Walt Disney video. Mickey Mouse anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I think it should be on the festival <laughs> stage. Like, they don't really depict Hanson, but you know that's who it's going to be. And they already <laughs> Occasionally. announced it today. They, they announced it today. Voice to Man and Hanson confirmed. So told you. Eat, to, eat to the beat. Like, if you're really just, lucky, you'll get some sticks and you'll get some fucking no, Mr. Roboto action there. there but, man. They played all one hits. <laughs> I need Josh to shit on this one. These days, <laughs> they, they played need, last year. <laughs> I need Josh's shit on this water playground. Come on, yeah. Let's Plus, talk journey of water. Well, real quick, every <sighs> time Cosmic Rewind plays Flock of Seagulls, do they get a cut or no? Probably not. Know. Or do you think uh, they I think just gave like it's an, it's 10, an overall, 10%, 10% it's, off? It depends on who you mean by they. Someone's always getting paid. But when well, the band yeah. actually sold the rights to get a particular, yeah. you know. So somebody's like, getting 10% off at a Valley Resort for this deal. Probably. <laughs> it's a yearly check. Yeah. It's a the, Chick-fil-A I mean, gift card. I want to go back to the uh, to the trees because the sightline issues in Epcot are a separate issue. Uh, we've complained about that. But eliminating those from the conversation, it's really hard to argue against the aesthetic changes they're making to the park. The center part of Future World pre-makeover was ugly. Like, yes, it had the Fountain of Nations and that in itself was cool. But everything else was like roller coaster track with nylon things extending from it uh, from a pin cart. And it really was just ugly. Yeah, so, I, I've, I've been rallying against the stupid... <sighs> This is, I, I think this is a Roly Crump thing, or, or at least an offshoot yeah. of it. it. It's, there's rock band, weird, crappy scaffolding around Test Track. There's the thing behind Spaceship. Hi, everyone. Tim here. So it was at this point in the recording where we started to have audio issues. We lost the last 10 minutes or so of the recording, and you should assume it was Killer Pod, and you really missed out. Having said that, if you have any questions or topic ideas, you can email us at martycalled at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter under the username at martycalled, or join in on the discussions in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash martycalled. You can find Ben on attractionsmagazine.com because apparently print media is dead. You can find Josh at utilidors.com, spelled incorrectly. And Gary's YouTube channel is Virtual Disney World, where you can find the largest collection of 360-degree on-ride videos anywhere. You can also find me at www.themeparks.com and at wdwthemeparks on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and have a good one.
Say that again. No. No, what were you just saying? No. Say it. Get no. it on the record. I want to hear it on the record. Come on. You're going to be a star on the podcast. Tell me what you just said. This is my 10-year-old daughter, Elena. What did you just say out of nowhere? Guardians don't deserve to be in Epcot. Why? Because it's too futuristic. And what did you say about the roller coaster part? Oh, roller coasters shouldn't be in Epcot. It Why? Because I want the boring rides. <laughs> the boring educational rides? Yep. What is wrong with you? Why aren't you 10? Why are you talking like a 50-year-old man? Were you there on opening day at Epcot or what? Yeah, I was. You were? No. <laughs> you haven't even been on most of the old boring educational rides. But I want to see the animatronics. <laughs> You're not my daughter. You're not my daughter. I think they should put a roller coaster inside Spaceship Earth. What do you think? Uh -uh. Why? I like Spaceship Earth. But it'd be better as a roller coaster. No, it wasn't. What? Spaceship Earth. It's Spaceship Earth. A, a Wally roller coaster. Mm -mm. A iron, no roller coasters in Epcot. An Iron Man roller coaster. No. What if they did an underwater roller coaster at the seas? No. Why? That, that that might be in Hollywood Studios, but not Epcot. <laughs> oh, God.